You're listening to a message from Mattia Ermler, lead pastor of Southridge Church in San Jose, California. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we hope you will stay connected with Southridge by liking us on Facebook or by following us on Instagram and Twitter. Search for the handle at Southridge Now and click the follow button so you can receive uplifting, encouraging content right in your feed. Thanks again for listening. And now, here is Pastor Micaiah. Good morning, Southridge. How are you doing? It is so great to see you. I'm so glad to be a part of your Sunday morning worship experience. I believe that today's message can be life transformational, and I believe that God is going to do some great things. But here's what I want you to do. Do me a little favor. I want you to share the link to watch this message three to five times. Hey, three is the average, but I believe everyone that is watching this broadcast right now is above average, and you're gonna share it with five people this morning because I believe that this message is what I would call a now and later message. It's gonna be good now, and it's also gonna be good later. You say, what do you mean? So much of what we're experiencing is pretty depressing right now. It's discouraging. It's, it's kind of nerve-wracking, but yet even after all this is done, and guess what, it will be done. Things are different, but life isn't done. This will be over one day, and there might be some things, some fallout, and so this message may be one you wanna have saved to re-watch at a later time, because I believe what, what God's gonna reveal to us is gonna be a great help to us. Hey, today you and I, we're hearing a word that is popping up. It's actually a phrase that we're hearing popping up on our social media feeds, we're seeing it on the news, and it's this phrase, shelter in place. And many of you, uh, that's exactly what you're doing. You're sheltered in place. Uh, And it may seem like a new thing, like we've never experienced a shelter in place across the globe, but we've been building shelters for as long as we can remember. I rescued my husky from an animal shelter. Hey, we even have homeless shelters. They're battered women's shelters. Hey, in 1961, John F. Kennedy asked all Americans to build bomb shelters for nuclear fallout. So we've been building shelters. So shelter in place is not necessarily something new, but something about a shelter. You see, a shelter is all about safety and certainty. But what about the safety of our souls? Where's the shelter for that? Where's the shelter for when we're discouraged or we're depressed? The shelter when we feel lonely or isolated. Where is that shelter that we can run to and find that comfort that we need? He says, this morning, I want us to make a 911 call. When I was growing up, that was the one thing. My parents, when they would uh, let me stay home by myself, they just wanted to know one thing. Can I dial 911? That was the emergency hotline. That was the uh, rescue number. That was the number to call if you needed help. This morning, we are going to call Heaven's Hotline. We're going to make a 911 call. You say, well, how do we do that? Well, it's found in Psalms 91, verse number one. And if you have a copy of God's word, let's turn there. And here's what it says. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. The word pestilence just means disease, that God will deliver us from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find His protection. His faithfulness shall be your shield and wall. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the 
pestilence, the disease that pursues in the dark, nor the destruction that strikes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your right side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling. There shall be no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels charge over you, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lions and the serpent. You shall trample under feet, because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him, and I will show him my salvation." see, today we're being asked to shelter in place. But what I've thought about is the fact that when it comes to shelter in place, not every shelter is safe from the storms of life. There are some shelters that aren't very safe, that aren't a place of comfort and refuge. So it's not about just shelter in place. This morning, it's about finding shelter in the right place. And that's what Psalms 91.1 is. It's saying, he who abides in the shelter of the Almighty. So it's not just shelter in place, it's shelter in the right place. You see, God is that shelter. God wants you to find shelter in Him. He's that shelter for your soul. Some of us have been manufacturing artificial shelters. For some of us, our jobs were our shelters. Our careers were our shelters. Our investments, our financial portfolio were our shelter. Our influence, our social status, those were shelters. But those shelters, as we've been watching the news, have fallen away quickly. Some of us, we felt like the government is our shelter. We felt like there are things that would never be disruptive that now have been disrupted. Why? Because the only shelter that is truly safe is God's shelter. You say, well, what kind of shelter is that? He lets us know, the writer of Psalms lets us know clearly what type of shelter it is. He says, first of all, he says, it's a place of rest. He says, he that abides under the shadow of the Almighty will find rest. And that's what we want, that rest, that place where when we're down and discouraged that we can find that deep rest. I have three children, but my youngest, Cain, is three years old. And sometimes he'll get a nightmare. And I can hear his little feet at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning uh, running down the hall toward Jane and I. And the next thing I know is I feel these cold feet just kind of pushing down the side of my arm and into the bed. And then he grabs the blankets. He pushes Jane off her pillow, pushes me off my pillow. And then he gets nice and comfortable. And then within a few seconds, he is sound asleep in deep, deep rest. You see, that's what God wants. He wants you to find that deep rest, that comfort for your soul. You see, this type of shelter is a shelter of rest, but not only is it a shelter of rest, he also says that it's a place of refuge. In verse two, he says, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. There's lots of definitions for what a refuge is, but my favorite definition of a refuge is a place where the enemy cannot access. You see, God says, I'm that shelter that the enemy can't get to you, that the struggles of life can't get to you, that these things that we're concerned about, they can't get to you. Some of you moms out there, you've been sheltered in place with your kids, and all of a sudden you're looking for a place where your kids can't get to, where you can just get five minutes of peace and quiet. Well, God is saying, hey, I'm that refuge. But not only is he a place of rest and refuge, he also says, I'm a place of rescue. 
You see, later on in verse number three, he says, surely I will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly disease. You say, what do you mean the hunter? You see, there are traps that are laid out there for us. And sometimes we fall into them accidentally. And sometimes we fall into them because of our own poor decisions. But here's how good our God is. He says, I still will rescue you. Whether you did it intentionally or unintentionally, I am there to rescue you. You see, that's how good of a shelter God is. God's saying, hey, come to me. I'm that shelter that'll give you that rest, that refuge, and I will rescue you. You see, not only is he a shelter, he also says in verse five and six, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the air that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that pursues you in the darkness, nor of the destruction that strikes at noonday. What is he saying? He's saying, hey, I'm also your shield. I'm your protection. But what kind of protection is God? In those few verses, he talks about from noon to night, from day to dusk. What is he saying? God is saying the type of shield, the type of protection that I am, I'm 24 seven. God never sleeps. He never rests. You and I, we can rest easy because God is not resting. God was not caught off guard. God knows what is happening. God knows what is going on. He knows about your financial situation. He knows about your job. He knows what you're experiencing emotionally. And God is saying, I have not forgotten about you. Some of us right now are doubting God's power. And when we doubt God's power, we're giving power to our doubt. This morning, it is not time to feed our fears. It's time to starve our doubts and feed our faith. As we read Psalms 91, those verses should well faith up inside of our souls. It should ignite a passion inside of us, knowing that God has not abandoned us, that God is for us. And if God is for us, then Who can be against us? In ancient times, the uh, Jewish rabbis, whenever someone come to them that was discouraged or depressed, they would tell them to go read Psalms 91 seven times. The number seven throughout scripture means that it's a perfect number. Now, in this passage, it should bring comfort to us because God is saying, not only am I a shelter that you can run to, I'm also a shield that will protect you in this world, a shield that'll keep you from all evil and a shield that'll keep you from harm. You see, some of us though, we're stepping back, we're saying, but, but what God, why is God allowing this? I heard a pastor say this week, he said, before God does something new, he disrupts what is normal. And God has disrupted our lives, hasn't he? He's allowed things to happen. And may I say it like this, that even though right now it doesn't seem good, God's gonna work it out for good. You say, why? Because many of you know right now, you, you, if, if, if you weren't sheltered in place, you'd be out on a lake somewhere on your boat. You'd be fishing, you might be golfing. You'd be taking your kids to their travel baseball or soccer leagues. Church is more of an afterthought. Some of you, you wouldn't have made this broadcast because you would have been at the club till two or 3 a.m. or at some bar late at night and you would have missed this. You see, God stopped everything going on in this world Why? To get you this message. He wants to get it to you. He wants you to know that he is your shelter and he is your shield. So it's not time to fall into discouragement. It's not time to think that, God, what are you doing? I want to let you know that God is that refuge. And just like he said, hey, the enemy can't get to you, but God in his goodness can get to you. You see, God's goodness is going to get to you. Even though right now you feel like, I I don't, I don't understand. 
About a year ago, our church went through something very difficult. For me in ministry, personally, it's very difficult. You say, what was it? Our church lost our building that we were meeting in. And it was a difficult time, and I was curious. I was saying, God, what are you doing? But now I see God's goodness in what he did. You see, a year later, we were spending almost seven dollars to $8,000 a month on that facility. Now with the economy kind of in the tank and with everything happening where you can't meet at a gathering, I couldn't imagine having that additional expense. Some of you that are watching this right now, you're entrepreneurs or you're business owners or you are paying this huge overhead for a building you can't even use. You see, sometimes God's protection is something we don't always perceive. And right now you're going through something that you can't perceive it. Maybe you say, because of this, I got laid off. Well, maybe it's an opportunity that God said, hey, I want you to draw closer to your family. I want you to go draw closer to me. See, God isn't dealing with the emergency. God wants to deal with something deeper. He wants to deal with your anxiety. You see, that's the deep level. You see, you and I, we have a trust issue with God that we don't fully trust him. God says, I'm your shield. In one translation, he's saying, I'm your buckler. You say, what was a buckler? There was different types of shields. There was a small shield for hand-to-hand combat, and then there was a giant buckler that kind of wrapped around you. And if you've seen any movies with Roman soldiers, those big shields that they would form a shield wall, that's a buckler that nothing can get around you. And God says, that's what I am for you. That's what God wants to be. So it's time to stop doubting God's power. It's time to starve our doubts because God is saying, I want faith to rise up inside of you. You see, for faith to rise, fear has to fall. So let's let faith rise up in us. You say, well, I'm going through the storm. It's so difficult. You know, faith is not ruined by a storm. It's revealed by the storm. This storm is revealing what God has put inside of you. And then I love how verse 11 and 12, God says, hey, if if anything happens to you, if you dash your foot against a stone, my angels will be there to bear you up. The word angels, if you notice in verse 11 and 12, is plural, but the word you is singular. You say, what's that mean? God said, I'm sending my angels to protect you, one of you. If you're sitting there with your children, your wife, or, or your friends, or your family, guess what? God is saying, hey, I've got angels, a multitude of angels that are there to help you and protect you. Do you know today more people believe in demons than they do in angels? But God says that there are more angels that are for you, that are protecting you. I know at funerals you might say that, oh, this loved one's now an angel looking down. Quite literally, God has angels that are there to help you and protect you. But then the Bible says that God is not only a shelter, he is not only a shield. Would you notice the last verse, verse 16? He says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I looked up that word salvation. In the Hebrew, it's pronounced Yeshua. In the New Testament, there was a man by the name of Jesus. You know what they would call him? They would call him Yeshua. You see, what I've noticed, it's not about just being sheltered in the right place. It's about being sheltered with the right person. Jesus is the right person. At the end of this passage, the one thing you and I need more than anything else, more than our health, more than our finances, more than safety, we need security in the Savior. We need that salvation. And this morning, uh, those of you that are watching, I don't know when you're watching. I don't know if you're watching this as a live broadcast or you're watching this a year from now. I want to tell you something. Please don't lose sight of this, that God wants to get your attention. 
He locked you and your family together in a room. And some of you, you're practicing social distancing. You're saying, hey, my marriage has never been better. We don't even see each other. No, no, don't do that. You see, even though you're practicing social distancing, God doesn't want you to practice spiritual distancing. He wants you to get close to him. You see, he doesn't want you up tight. He wants you up close. So he sent Jesus on the ultimate rescue mission. He left heaven, came to earth to die for you and for me, to give us eternal life. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Have you ever asked Jesus into your heart? Have you made that decision? Hey, if you're watching this and you know somebody that needs to hear this, share this right now. Let them know that this is the message that Jesus wants to save them. Jesus wants to offer them that salvation. He was the one that was sent on the ultimate rescue mission to save you and to save me. There was a story that is told that happened on September 11, 2001. A man by the name of Wes Crowley. Wes Crowley was on the 104th floor of the, of the South Tower. He was an equities trader. And by day, even though he would trade equities on the weekends and time off, he was a volunteer firefighter. Something about Wes Crowley was the fact that the entire time uh, uh, growing up, his father, when he was little, when he was in the Boy Scouts, gave him a red bandana. And it was kind of his uh, lucky charm, as it would be. He took it with him everywhere. Everybody knew that he would always have that red bandana. And when the trade tower was hit and the smoke was filling every floor and the elevators were shut down and, and steps and stairs were impossible, Wes Crowley reached in his drawer and he pulled out that red bandana and he tied it around his face and he began to take people and guide them down 104 flights of stairs to safety. But he didn't just do that trip once or twice. He went three times and he rescued 11 people. Firefighters recount that the last time they saw Wes Crowley alive, he was headed back up to rescue more people on a fourth trip. I want to let you know that Jesus left heaven on the ultimate rescue mission. And Jesus said, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, take, I'll go on as many trips. I'll go down as many flights of stairs. I will march that hill of Golgotha with the weight of the cross on my back. I will suffer whatever punishment. I will take the, the cat and nine tails. I will take the thorns. I will take it all. Why? Because I'm here to rescue you. And this morning, God is that shelter. He is that shield and he sent his son Jesus as our salvation. He is Yeshua. This morning, have you accepted him? I want to give you an opportunity right now to ask Jesus in your heart. Would you pray this prayer with me? Would you say, dear God, I recognize I'm a sinner. I recognize that I've been looking for shelter in all the wrong places. And I realize that you now are my shelter. I'm coming back to you, God, for the first time. I want to receive you into my heart. I want to receive you and ask you to forgive my sins and to make me clean, make me new, God. I need your salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you made the greatest decision of your life, would you let us know? Would you stay connected with Southridge Church? You see, our church is more than a building. It's more than a place. We are a people, and you're a part of our church family. You're watching online. You're a part of this. So I want you to do a couple things. I want you to email us at info at southridgesanjose.com and stay connected with us. Or you can download our Southridge app. You can text Southridge app to 77977 and get regular updates. Hey, if you need anything, reach out to our church. Hit in the comments below. Let people know that today you gave your life to Jesus. The online hosts, they want to connect with you. They want to pray with you over, over this broadcast. 
We're so glad you watched. Thank you so much for watching. God bless you, and I'll see you next week. We hope you were encouraged by today's message from Pastor Micaiah. If it was a blessing to you, don't forget to share it with a friend or family member this week. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. Get in touch with us by visiting SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect. Again, that's SouthridgeSanJose.com slash connect.